Have you discovered the truth about him? By Dr. Naji Ibrahim Afaj. Part 1. Just the tip of the iceberg. This booklet presents some fun facts about him. He inspires us to have good intentions, positive attitudes, and kind feelings towards others. He teaches us to forgive and love for others what we love for ourselves. He urges us to smile sincerely and be kind to others. He instructs us to act courteously. He commands us to have good conduct and behave with respect. He teaches us to be gentle to humans, animals, birds and our environment. He instructs us to respect and care for our parents and the elderly and to be good to our families, spouses and children. He encourages us to help, feed and support the weak, the poor, the needy and the disabled. He urges us to think, ponder, reason and base our judgments on proof. Have you discovered who he is? Before I reveal the secret, let me point out that additionally he teaches us that all humans are equal regardless of their race, colour or nationality, instructs us not to hurt, hate, transgress against, put down or despise others, clearly tells us why we are here, who brought us, where we are heading and what our final destination is, instructs us to live in peace and good relations with God, oneself and others. Indeed, he is sent as a mercy to all mankind. Can you believe that he is Muhammad? If our minds are captive to prejudice, preconception or prejudgment, we will never see the beauty or truth of anything. Perhaps you have preconceived negative notions about Islam and its prophet. Perhaps you have read or heard about him from unauthentic and biased sources. So I invite you to objectively and open-mindedly read this booklet which demonstrates the truth about Muhammad. May Allah's blessings and peace be upon him. Part 2. The Truth About Him Muhammad, may Allah's blessings and peace be upon him, the son of Abdullah, was born in Makkah around the year 570 CE. He is known by his people as Al-Amin, the trustworthy one. When Muhammad reached the age of 40, the angel Gabriel came to him with revelation. Muhammad was first ordered to instruct his immediate family to Islam, including his wife Khadija, and eventually it was revealed to him that he should begin delivering the message to all mankind. In the next years of his life, he communicated the message of Allah, God, to others, set an excellent example and was a perfect role model for humanity. In the year 632, Prophet Muhammad departed from this world at the age of 63. Prophet Muhammad, may God's blessings and peace be upon him, is called the Seal of the Prophets. He was the final prophet and was sent to confirm all the truth that was revealed before him, including the original Gospel of Jesus. The glorious Quran does testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and seal of the prophets, 3340. Confirming the link between him and Jesus, Prophet Muhammad mentioned, If a man believes in Jesus and then believes in me, Muhammad, he will get a double reward. Also, Prophet Muhammad stated, I am the nearest of all the people to Jesus, the son of Mary, for there was no prophet between me and him, Jesus. These prophetic sayings show us how Muhammad honoured Jesus. May Allah's blessings and peace be upon them. This was a prophecy which Jesus made in the Bible. I will present it after a while. His Great Personality Muhammad, from his childhood through his youth, through his prophethood until his death, has been seen by fair people throughout history as a special and great personality in his unique character and morals. 
He was merciful, honest, sincere, kind, and humble. Every detail of his private life and public utterances has been accurately and authentically documented and faithfully preserved up to the present day. He was a prophet, a messenger, a religious teacher, a social reformer, a moral guide, a leader, a statesman, a faithful friend, a wonderful companion, a devoted husband, and a loving father. In this regard, Ramakrishna Rao, an Indian professor of philosophy in his booklet Muhammad, the Prophet of Islam, calls him the perfect model of a human life. Professor Rao clarifies, The personality of Muhammad, it is most difficult to get into the whole truth of it. Only a glimpse of it I can catch. What a dramatic succession of picturesque scenes. There is Muhammad, the Prophet. There is Muhammad, the warrior. Muhammad, the businessman. Muhammad, the statesman. Muhammad, the orator. Muhammad the Reformer, Muhammad the Refuge of Orphans, Muhammad the Protector of Slaves, Muhammad the Emancipator of Women, Muhammad the Judge, Muhammad the Saint. All in these magnificent roles in all these departments of human activities, he is alike a hero. Historically, during a short period of about 23 years of his prophethood, he changed the complete Arabian Peninsula from paganism and idolatry to submission to one god, from tribal quarrels and wars to solidarity and cohesion, from drunkenness and debauchery to sobriety and piety, from lawlessness and anarchy to disciplined living, from utter moral bankruptcy to the highest standards of moral excellence. Human history has never known such a complete transformation of a society or a place before or since, and imagine all these unbelievable wonders in just over two decades. What the World Scriptures said about him while it is not the main theme of this booklet to detail all the prophecies in other religious scriptures foretelling the coming of Prophet Muhammad, I should mention that Muslim scholars have noted such in the Parsi, Hindu, Buddhist, Jewist, and Christian scriptures. Indeed, Muhammad in other scriptures is a very interesting topic, which has been thoroughly discussed in many books and articles, as well as on the internet. To get more information about this topic, you may go to Dr. Zakir Naik's website, www.irf.net or just search the internet typing these words, Prophet Muhammad, Muhammad in the Hindu scriptures, Muhammad in the Bible, etc. Among the books, for example, A.H. Vijayathi and U. Ali have written a book entitled Muhammad in Parsi, Hindu, and Buddhist scriptures. In his wonderful book, Muhammad in the Bible, Professor Abdullah Daoud, formerly the Reverend David Benjamin, comments on the Bible foretelling the advent of the prophet who is like unto thee, Moses, explaining... We read the following words in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 18. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth. If these words do not apply to Muhammad, they still remain unfulfilled. Jesus himself never claimed to be the prophet alluded to. Jesus, as is believed by his church, will appear as a judge and not as a lawgiver, but the promised one has to come with a fiery law in his right hand. Muslim scholars assert that this prophecy applies to none other than Muhammad. Moses and Muhammad are alike in many ways. They both have the same first letter of their names. They are alike in their natural births, marriages, missions and natural deaths. Both were prophets, rulers, leaders and statesmen. Both brought a fiery law. On the other hand, Jesus is unlike Moses in several matters. His birth, mission and end are unlike those of Moses. Jesus did not get married, nor did he rule his people or fight in wars like Moses. It is worth mentioning that a prophet from among their brethren, 
refers to a prophet from the brothers of the Israelites, i.e. the Ishmaelites. In the New Testament of the Bible, Jesus also prophesied the coming of another comforter. Jesus declared, And he shall give you another comforter. John 14.16 In addition, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. John sixteen seven fourteen. So who is this other comforter to come after Jesus? Indeed, Muslim scholars state that it is only Muhammad who completely fulfilled Jesus' prophecy for many reasons, to mention some. Jesus' reference to another comforter cannot appear to the Holy Spirit since the Holy Spirit, part of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit according to the Christians who believe in it, was there before and during the mission of Jesus according to the Bible, while the comforter was to come after. Moreover, Muhammad came to warn people of sin and command them to do righteousness. He was a ruler and a judge with a law in his right hand. Muhammad guided people to the ultimate truth concerning the one true God, the truth about the purpose of this life, the truth about the hereafter and eternal life, and many other things. He showed us things to come through many prophecies and miracles given to him by the one who sent him Allah, God. Muhammad was a prophet who did not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He was the instrument through whom God revealed his word, the glorious Quran. And Muhammad recited God's word in the name of Allah. The Bible prophesied that he shall speak in my name. Deuteronomy 18.19 In fact, the chapters of the glorious Quran are preceded by the phrase, In the name of Allah. Muhammad and the glorious Quran indeed glorified Jesus highly. In honor of him, Muslims like to name their children Asa, Arabic for Jesus. Furthermore, when the Jews asked John the Baptist who he was, he denied being the Christ or Elijah or that prophet. Who are you? And he, John, confessed, I am not the Christ. And then they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you that prophet? And he answered, No. John one nineteen to 21 Again, Muslim scholars argue that Muhammad is the one referred to in this biblical text. Are you that prophet? And he answered, No. So who is that prophet? Clearly, that prophet does not apply to John the Baptist nor to Jesus the Christ, as John testified himself. Therefore, a wise, honest, and a sincere seeker of the truth should objectively ask, Who is that prophet? Who is the true prophet that came after John and Jesus, conveying their original message about the one true God alone? He is Muhammad. What they said about him. A great deal has been written about the Prophet Muhammad, may Allah's blessings and peace be upon him. Below are some statements said by well-known figures. Lamartine, the famous historian, mentioned, If greatness of purpose, smallness of means, and outstanding results are the three criteria of human genius, who could dare to compare any great man in modern history with Muhammad? He concluded, As regards all the standards by which human greatness may be measured, we may well ask, is there any greater man than he? In his book, The One Hundred, a ranking of the most influential persons in history, Michael H. Hart stated, My choice of Muhammad to lead the list of the world's most influential persons may surprise some readers and may be questioned by others. 
but he was the only man in history who was supremely successful on both the religious and secular levels. Hart concluded that, It is this unparalleled combination of secular and religious influence which I feel entitles Muhammad to be considered the most influential single figure in human history. In his book, The Genuine Islam, Sir George Bernard Shaw said, I believe that if a man like him were to assume the leadership of the modern world, he would succeed in solving its problems in a way that would bring to this world much-needed peace and happiness. Shaw added that, He was by far the most remarkable man that ever set foot on this earth. He preached a religion, founded a state, built a nation, laid down a moral code, initiated numerous social and political reforms, established a powerful and dynamic society to practice and represent his teachings, and completely revolutionized the worlds of human thought and behavior for all times to come. Mahatma Gandhi pointed out, I become more than convinced that it was not the sword that won a place for Islam in those days in the scheme of life. It was the rigid simplicity, the utter self-effacement of the Prophet, the scrupulous regard for his pledges, his intense devotion to his friends and followers, his intrepidity, his fearlessness, his absolute trust in God and his own mission. Wolfgang Goethe, the famous European poet, believed that he is a prophet and not a poet, and therefore his Quran is to be seen as a divine law and not as a book of human being, made for education or entertainment. The Encyclopedia Britannica, Volume 12, cited, A mass of detail in the early sources show that he was an honest and upright man who had gained the respect and loyalty of others who were likewise honest and upright men. Muhammad is the most successful of all prophets and religious personalities. Thomas Carlyle, in his book Heroes and Hero Worship, stated, How one man single-handedly could weld warring tribes and wandering Bedouins into a most powerful and civilized nation in less than two decades. The lies, Western slander, which well-meaning zeal has heaped round this man, Muhammad, are disgraceful to ourselves only. In a more recent work, John Esposito, a university professor of religion and international affairs, director of the Center for International Studies at the College of the Holy Cross, and founding director of PABT Center for Muslim Christian Understanding, Georgetown University, USA, pointed out in his book, Islam, the Straight Path, that Muhammad was among these great religious figures, prophets, and founders of religions whose remarkable character and personality inspired uncommon confidence and commitment. His phenomenal success in attracting followers and creating a community state that dominated Arabia could be attributed not only to the fact that he was a shrewd military strategist, but also the fact that he was an unusual man. Muhammad's followers found him righteous, trustworthy, pious, honest, and compassionate. He declared that Muhammad was not the founder of Islam. He did not start a new religion. Professor Esposito stressed this fact. Islam brought a reformation. It was the call once again to total submission, Islam, to Allah, and the implementation of his will as revealed in its complete form one final time to Muhammad, the last or seal of the prophets. Thus for Muhammad, Islam was not a new faith, but the restoration of the true faith. Beautiful Sayings Do you remember what was mentioned in part one, just the tip of the iceberg of this book? The concepts mentioned there are based on the guidance of the Quran and the sayings of Prophet Muhammad. Below are just some of the examples of the prophetic sayings to give you a taste of their beauty and sweetness. A good word is charity. A sincere smile is charity. The best of you are the best in character. Removing a harmful thing from the path or road is charity. The best aspect of faith is patience and tolerance. A man asks the messenger of Allah, 
which aspect of Islam is best? He replied, feed and greet both those you know and those you do not know. Moreover, the Prophet Muhammad, may Allah's blessings and peace be upon him, said, the compassionate one, God, has mercy on those who are merciful. If you show mercy to those who are on the earth, he who is in heaven will show mercy to you. None of you truly believes until he wishes for his brother what he wishes for himself. He who eats his fill while his neighbor goes to bed without food is not a believer. The powerful is not he who knocks the other down. Indeed, the powerful is he who controls himself in a fit of anger. God does not judge you according to your bodies and appearances, but he scans your hearts and looks into your deeds. The best of you is he who is best to his family, and I am the best among you to my family. The best of you are those who are best to their women. The best of Islam is to behave with gentleness and tolerance. The best people are those most beneficial to other people. These are just some examples of the prophetic, wise, wonderful and golden sayings. Practicing what he said and taught, Prophet Muhammad's dealings and actions with others reflected his special and unique personality in his morals, mercy, honesty, sincerity, kindness, truthfulness, humbleness, generosity, forgiveness, patience and tolerance, as well as many other great qualities. The stories, examples and proofs of these magnificent personal attributes of the final prophet are just too numerous to mention in detail here. Let us take just one example. After his Makan opponents rejected him and disbelieved in his message, Islam, after persecuting and maltreating him and trying to kill him many times, after torturing and killing many of his followers and loved ones, after fighting him and his companions and driving them out of their homes, properties and land, what was the reaction of Muhammad towards his Makan enemies when he entered Makkah and liberated it from idolatry and paganism? In the wake of the Muhammad's and the Muslims' great victory, and in the climax of their joy, rapture and happiness at coming back home to the sacred city of Makkah, Prophet Muhammad gathered together the Makans, who were afraid that he would harm or kill them in revenge for their past abuse and killing of Muslims. Muhammad asked them, What do you think I am going to do with you? They answered, You are a generous brother and the son of an honorable brother of ours. Then the kind, tolerant, generous and merciful prophet forgave them, announcing, No harm will come to you. You may go. You are free. Have you ever seen such a scene? Have you ever heard such a story? Can you sense the prophet's mercy? Describing this unprecedented historical event, Professor John Esposito stated, Eschewing vengeance and the plunder of conquest, the prophet instead accepted a settlement, granting amnesty rather than wielding the sword towards his former enemies. For their part, the Meccans converted to Islam, accepted Muhammad's leadership, and were incorporated within the Ummah, Muslim community. In contrast, are you aware of what atrocities various superpower nations committed when they have unjustly attacked, invaded and tortured others throughout human history? Actually, the more we discover about Muhammad's life, the more we come to realize his excellent conduct and character, and that he is indeed sent as a mercy to all peoples. The Glorious Quran 21-107 Prophet Muhammad said, I have been sent to perfect the noble traits of character. Confirming this fact, the Glorious Quran reported, Indeed, you are of a great moral character. 68-4 Part 3. Conclusions The one true God, Allah, sent many prophets and messengers including Adam, Noah, Abraham, 
Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, may Allah's blessings and peace be upon them. The same one true God told us that Muhammad is his last and final prophet sent to all mankind, Muslims, Jews, Christians, Hindus, Buddhists, atheists, agnostics, etc. Islam teaches us to be just, wise, sincere, honest, objective, and open-minded in our search for the truth, and when dealing with or judging others. Searching for the truth should be based on reliable sources and authentic facts, and dealing with or judging others should be performed with justice, positive attitude, dialogue, mutual respect, and clear understanding. A final thought. Concerning those unfair political and religious leaders, writers, historians, and media people who unjustly accuse Islam and all Muslims of terrorism, and claim that Islam was spread by force and the sword, and those sick-minded and ill-hearted folk who depict Allah and the one true God and his last prophet Muhammad in the worst and ugliest images and cartoons, I wonder, is this what is meant by freedom and freedom of speech? Is there not a double standard being used when dealing with Islam and Muslims? For example, why are the terms Christian terrorists or Jewish terrorists never heard, although there is no shortage of atrocities being committed by people of those faiths? Is anyone free to insult, curse, and despise others in their beliefs or accuse them all of terrorism? Is this how civilization, democracy, and freedom are taught to the younger generation in schools, colleges, and in society in general? Is it really the sword of Islam that makes thousands of wise, objective, sincere, and open-minded men and women around the world embrace Islam nowadays? Many books, articles, and websites discuss why and how these brothers and sisters reverted to Islam. For example, I would recommend Islam, Our Choice Portraits of Modern American Muslim Women, edited by Deborah L. Dirks and Stephanie Parlov, available on the internet.